and welcome to another episode of Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin. With me, as always, is my lovable trickster satyr, Cameron. Deja vu. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Could you be That's our the new theme song. Comes true. That's our new theme song. I'm so glad you wrote <laughs> the subtitles on the Deja song that was playing vu. when this show started. <laughs> We're on an episode of Magnum Pie. And this round... <laughs> Magnum 3.14. You're a nerd. Nerd! <laughs> I'm just going to start running into shamed, rooms now been, with you. And just start yelling, nerd! <laughs> yeah, we are in uh, uh, the, the mags territory. Yes, Maggot. we are. Episode 9, Missing in Action. Missing in Action, which... I am, do you want me to still describe this? Yeah, still describe it just in case uh, the summation recording doesn't turn out because it might be bad audio. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but go ahead and get into your IMDb voice. <clears throat> Magnum is hired by a new singer at the King Kamehameha Club mm. to find her fiancé, who is listed as MIA, which should be... Okay. Yeah. IMDb, you're going to need to get your tenses right. That should be was. Okay, Look, we're going to try it again. Okay. I'm going to keep this. You're, uh, you're going to correct the grammar on yes. IMDb? Yeah, I'm going to edit okay. for okay. IMDb. Okay, good. Magnum is hired by a new singer at the King Kamehameha Club to find her fiancé, who was listed as MIA during the Vietnam War. Ooh, and we learn a lot this episode. Even though it's insanely long and boring, there's a lot happening here. Some of it is really dumb, and the other parts are, are really informative. For one, you're right. King Kamehameha Club is run by Rick. Rick's yes, Club. and it is owned by Robin Masters, we find out in this episode. Yes. That, that dude has his hands in many he's pies. He's a lot of pies, a lot of pies, a lot of fingers yeah. and a lot of pies. I don't, I don't like the fingers in the pie reference. How about Stokes <laughs> in the fire? Okay. A lot of toes in the chili. Yeah, okay. That's much better than fingers in the pie. <laughs> and, like, Huggins mm-hmm. is... He's, he's all... a surrogate. He's more than just a butler. He's, like, the second in command, apparently. Yeah, he's, like... If Robin Vader. Masters isn't there... If Robin Masters is Palpatine... Yeah. Huggins is Vader. Sure, yeah. And I bet he could do a great Vader voice. <laughs> Probably good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so that's what's going on. So, that's, that's interesting information. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh my god. Okay. That sounded like porn. <laughs> oh wow. This is beautiful. Oh, I had my porn tab up. Oh that would be <laughs> okay. why. New 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 segment. We're gonna play the opening segment for this. Well, but we are just let's keep in mind that the audio on this is already bad. Because it's from something from like 1980. It's not like this flawless so audio. You're this isn't now. crystal clear audio. The, the, so it's going to sound insane. The, our dulcet tones. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Drawbacks. Like what? Like that. Hey guys! Lots of music. He didn't die. He's alive. Eric. <laughs> I hope this. I hope we can keep this. I bet this is so confusing for people. This isn't telling you anything. No, it's not. Oh. Oh, and that was it. Okay. So, anyway, I don't know if that was usable at all. We just did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into kind of like our mindset. It mm-hmm. is February 5th, mm-hmm. 1981. Yeah. Number one song on the charts, 
Mm-hmm. Tide is High by Blondie. Ooh, I like that song. Just knocked John Lennon's final single off the um, oh, wow. uh, off the Hot 100. Well, maybe not final single, but okay. one of them. And number one movie in America is 9 to 5. One of my favorites. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Why aren't we just talking about 9 to 5? I don't know. That should be all we talk about. <laughs> Why are we talking about this <laughs> ridiculous show? This show is ridiculous. But we also did find out in this episode uh-huh. that you're right about another type of thing. I was right again. You were right again. This is twice my world view is broken <laughs> and shattered. And I need to go and meditate because... <laughs> I've clearly been wrong about so, so many, things. many things. So yeah, many I, things. Yeah, I need to completely change my new outlook here. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this show is paranormal. It is paranormal. It is paranormal. This is crazy. This episode was bonkers. Yes, but it was really long, so therefore I kind of dozed a bit. Well, and it was... It oh, gets really boring. Yeah. And you kind of zone out. Okay, and, and we should also point out, this is another episode mm-hmm. directed by none other... Robert Loja. Than Robert Loja. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so we got some... So this is what you got to look forward to right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of sleepy time, yeah. some uh, some paranormal yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. <laughs> Lots of shenanigans. <laughs> Women's intuition. <laughs> so the okay. the episode starts. You got this. These two guys in a terrible car. Terrible. I mean, well, it's government funded car, so clearly they get five dollars. I guess. I guess <laughs> to lease a car. They're trying. They're going to a pay phone mm-hmm. to get a phone call from this guy. We don't really know who he is. Clearly the guy in the tan suit is sketchy. He's sketchy. I mean, and right off the bat, he's sketchy. Well, we all know that anyone in a tan suit cannot be trusted. Sketchy. Sketchy. <laughs> he's waiting for a call from a man who looks like if Michael Sarah <laughs> <laughs> matured a bit. But also looks like Rob Hubel. Are you talking? Are you talking about Tobin? <laughs> yes, Eric Tobin. He looks like if Michael Sarah. I, I feel like I use this as an adjective a lot, uh-huh. but like kind of like more serial killery than Michael Sarah looks normally. <laughs> Michael Sarah always looks serial killery to me. He listens to this every week. He's <laughs> so mean to him. <laughs> I'm so mean. You brought him up. You I'm compare al- him to a serial killer, apparently. I, I'm always thinking about it. <laughs> so that so there's some weird shenanigans going on here. He's saying, I want to talk to only Delta One. I mm-hmm. don't trust you. Mm-hmm. The guy in the tan suit's named Tansuit Newton. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, Newton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's... I, I called him. What did I oh, call him? Oh, you got a good name for him? No, I didn't. But I did <laughs> say, clearly the pencil pusher is guilty. That was my very first line of my notes. And and how did that play out for you? We're going to save everyone else the rest of this episode. Were you correct? He's guilty. <laughs> He's guilty. <laughs> He's guilty. <laughs> anyway. anyway, cut from there, and we go to the King Kamehameha Club, where we hear some singing in, in the background, which is the deja vu. Oh, God. And it's so funny that it's deja vu. They, they really laid into, like, yeah. ESP, her secret powers. Her secret, her mutant powers. No, she is psychic. She might as well be an X-Men. Yeah, she really is should it be. X-Man. X-Men, not X-Men. X-Man. Is it just X-Man? X-Man. I thought it was X-Men. She is one X-Man. <laughs> this is not worth keeping. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, she, she, she literally has superpowers. Yes. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to ask you a very personal question. Sure. How do you personally... Mm-hmm feel about bar singers 
Okay. Like, okay. 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 You're on vacation. We're on the beach. Okay. We're going towards the cabana. Right. And you hear like the sound of an mm-hmm. acoustic guitar, or maybe a snare drum and a Casio. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you feel? Well, I've been to several restaurants where they have live music. And you're not drunk. And I'm not drunk. Yet. Yet. Now, when I'm drunk, it's a different story. (laughs) But when I walk in sober, I'm like, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But I still cheer them on because what they're doing is hard work. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like fault them for that or anything. And I'll I'll applaud once the song is over because, you know, it's what they're doing is hard. You have to applaud. What they're doing is hard and difficult. And, you know, I wouldn't want to do it or anything unless I'm drunk. Speaking of someone who has... (laughs) played in bars before mm-hmm. but not like in like a cover bandy capacity right. we were we were legit oh were you now <laughs> our, too legit our, to quit our hit song deja vu <laughs> <laughs> and um i can say i don't know i have like a weird like residual embarrassment for them right like i don't know i'm gonna apply right i'm gonna be like woohoo that was a good cover of uh Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to it's heaven. always a cover of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> no, you know what one I always hear? It's always like Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. It's like the boxer. <laughs> oh, remember that one singer from that restaurant in Jekyll Island from a few years ago when we went to that crappy restaurant? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was he was terrible. Oh, he was real bad. He was really bad, but I would have bought one of his CDs. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I'll throw him a few bucks. Yeah. So, you know, her siren song... Mm-hmm draws mags. Yeah, it really does. She has a siren song. So not only is she psychic, but she can apparently pull men underwater to their doom. <laughs> to their doom. <laughs> and that happens later on. It the does episode, happen actually. later on. She is like a psychic siren. Yeah. That, oh, that's her superhero name. Oh, my God. Psychic siren. Psychic siren. DC yeah. Comics, contact us. We got you. We got it. <laughs> um, and while he's watching her, they have... A shared PTSD flashback. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know what she's going through. Yeah. She gets that far away look in her eye. And I was like, oh, wow. He, They're on the same level, these flashbacks. Yeah. PTSD sufferers just look at each other and they know. They just know. And it, you know what? In real life, is is that a possibility? Not that they're having flashbacks at the same time, but that well, a PTSD tell, sufferer can tell if someone else is suffering from PTSD. I'm, no. no. Wait, are you sure? No, that's like a movie thing. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Right in? I don't know. <laughs> so, but he, he can tell she's having some kind of weird, but she's actually not having a flashback. No, she's having a flash, flash forward, forward because is, she's psychic. Which is why it's not in black and white. It's right. actually in a photo negative. Yes. And, Except colored photo negative. Yeah, it's a weird colored photo negative. Yeah. And she sees a man on top of a tower with a rifle, mm-hmm. and she cries out, Eric, mm-hmm. and she falls to the floor in the middle of her song. And we don't dies. get to hear the We don't get to hear this <laughs> end of deja vu. And she dies. <laughs> no, she doesn't die. No, but she does wake up in the most terrifying experience Position ever. Position you could ever be in. She's lying on a couch in a strange man's room with Magnum leering, leering over her. Okay, mustachio- you have no idea how you got from the King Kamehameha Club yeah. to this strange man's room. It's yeah. like she's been roofied. She, I was terrified. She's like, I was just trying to sell some merch. <laughs> I was trying just to trying to sing CDs. my songs. And now I'm here and Mags is this weird mustachioed man is just yeah. like on me. Yeah, it was terrifying. I would have been screaming and punching him in the face. 
So, of course, he's like, oh, I, I recognize the symptoms. I recognize your symptoms as a fellow PTSD sufferer. This has sufferer. something to do with Vietnam. I'm not sure how. It does. And it does actually have something to do with <laughs> Vietnam. It has to. So, even women who didn't serve in Vietnam have Vietnam <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> and therefore are psychically connected to other military personnel in Vietnam. Yeah, it's all ley lines and stuff. It's all ley lines. <laughs> Apparently, Vietnam is thick with ley lines. <laughs> Uh, he asks her the obvious questions. Who is Eric? And she mm-hmm. she kind of blows on. She's like, it's not important. And uh, Rick comes in. Okay, now, now I let's have talk to... about Rick. Oh, let's okay. talk about Rick. Okay, I. Rick... <laughs> go ahead. Go I'm, ahead. You go first. I'm starting. Rick is great. I'm starting to develop a crush on Rick. <laughs> Rick is really pulling into his own. He is so business he could... savvy. Now, now he's really clever, and I love the fact that he was like, oh. You're on a bad diet that makes you faint? I've got lots of food. Yeah. Let me bring you steak and potatoes. Let me bring it. Because she asked for... Okay, now I do have a problem with this. And now, now one, before we get too into Rick, remember he's racist as F. Oh, right, right. He is racist <laughs> AF. So, I had forgotten. I, we we yeah. do have to, like... Yes. But, like, in this episode, he wasn't. So. No, because, well, there wasn't any <laughs> Asians around. You're going to... And he's specifically racist to Asians. He's specifically Asian racist. <laughs> but... It, given this specific episode, yes, he yeah. seemed okay. Yeah, he, he would be a guy you would date on three dates, and then he'd start doing racist stuff. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, like oh. oh, oh, you're that guy. But right now, he looks like a a, a fine prospect. Uh, he's he's financially stable. He's the only one out of them apparently. All he is. likes to feed you. That's important. That's important. Uh, let's I mean, see. like he's like the head of the King Kamehameha Club. He's the head of the King Kamehameha Club, which is so Club. exclusive that like Max isn't even supposed to be there. Well established, he pays his bills, mm-hmm. so he has excellent credit rating. He's always got like a and portfolio. he's always taking care of Magnum. <laughs> yeah. Like he just spends money like he has it. Yeah, and which he probably does because he's so business savvy. Yeah, he's really yeah. getting clever, yeah. and like he's yeah. he's buttoning up his shirts now. Yeah, so yeah, he's, he's like putting himself more, like more together. He's, yeah, he's looking mm-hmm. more like a grown up, tucking in his shirt, tucking in his shirt. Now, one thing I did have a problem though. She said when he offered her food, her first choice was, "Can I have some chicken soup?" Now, have you ever in requested your life chicken soup? No, at a restaurant. Have you ever no. gone to a restaurant and been like, "Hmm." Can I have some of your chicken soup, No. Please? Never. <laughs> never, not once. I don't even request that in real life. Do they even carry that to restaurants? Yeah, they do. Ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of boring people out there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, Mags is like, yeah, Rick, we'll, we'll take those steaks, mm-hmm. and we should go swimming. <laughs> yeah, Magnum has to perv out. Rick is just like, hey, have some steaks. You, I, you I need the want, iron you in need it. Iron. You need iron. Just seen, a, for a better blood circulation. You look like you're suffering from an iron deficiency. Yeah. Your lips are kind of pale and your hands are cold. Your extremities are cold. Her lips were never pale uh, because there's some massive red gloss on there. <laughs> well, I just wanted to point that out. I think Rick would tell. I think he could tell. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, uh, and then I'm like, I'm like, okay, so they're going to have a steak at the King Kamehameha Club. Mm-hmm. No. No. Magnum's like, hey, I want to perv out, get in a bathing suit, and come swimming with yeah, me. Yeah, come, come to my <laughs> house and go swimming, stranger that I just met who passed out. And she's like, okay. And she's like, sounds <laughs> legit. Let's go. Let's do this thing. So, oh. um, so they go there. And she's like, at first she's like, oh, this is beautiful. They're at the robin's nest. And she's like, oh, this is beautiful. He's like, oh, it comes with a couple of drawbacks. Yeah. Zeus and Apollo come yeah. running. And Mags screams like a maniac <laughs> when they're coming. He's like, hey, 
but yeah, they they get there and they, they and then what's really funny is he he's swimming and she's not. No, well she has such pretty long hair. You definitely don't want to put that in the ocean. No, I think it would take a while. It's to it's going to take a while to dry clear out. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just doing laps, just like he's just doing laps, and she's just like sitting on the beach, being like, "Ha ha, this is so fun." <laughs> Max tells Huggins, he's like, "Oh, we're just here for a swim and dinner," and then Huggins laughs at that, which is really funny. We were trying to figure out. Well, why I don't he was know laughing. because I was like either. She's literally there for a swim and dinner, and, digger, and, and therefore is. Huggins is laughing at the fact he's not going to have sex with her, which or, is rude. Or, or he's thinking Magnum is going to go ahead and have sex with her anyway. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that he's lying to her about the dinner in the ocean. Both ways, inappropriate to laugh at. Save her. Yeah, she needs. Saving. She, <laughs> she needs, needs saving. And either <laughs> scenario, she needs saving. But but now, okay. So now the show, this is where we're at. Okay. This is where the show veers off into Morgana world. Oh, she's totally so he, Morgana. So Mags gets out of the tidal pool. Uh-huh. Before she was like, oh, Eric's not important. Now she's just spilling it all about Eric. Yeah. Eric was her boyfriend. And in 1972, August 5th, 19, she is like very years prior to this episode. She's very specific about the date, too. She very. says it a few times. Mm-hmm. It's like August 5th, 1972. We were hanging oh, out. Too bad we didn't watch this on August 5th. We were the worst. We're the worst. <laughs> he went back into the army. He had, he had been on leave. They were mm-hmm. going to get married. He went back to Vietnam and mm-hmm. he went missing. He was missing in action. Hence the title. Woo! However, <laughs> she says that they've known each other since children mm-hmm. and that they have always been psychically linked. <laughs> yeah. And, a, and you would think a, any normal person would be like, Huh. Interesting. You know, okay, so we can finish each other's hamburgers and right. stuff, you yes, and I. Absolutely. But like what she means is she can see through his eyeballs. She literally <laughs> is saying, I know he's still alive yeah. because I am getting psychic images of him. Of what he's looking in the third at person. and what he's no, doing. It's not what he's looking at either. It's third person. So, she, so she's actually having psychic like Visions of like a slug. Of the enemy. Or or like, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Or like a seagull. So she's looking through the enemy's eyes or a seagull's eyes at her soulmate. Yes. Yes. Okay. But most of us would be like, if someone said that to you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we've actually had someone say something similar to us before. Really? With the bending of spoons with your mind. Oh, my God. Well, you would believe that I can bend the spoon with my mind. We, 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 we really quick anecdote. We had a dinner party with a coworker of mine a few years ago. And we were all just having, like, dinner conversation. And we were talking about kind of paranormally stuff. And this person held up a fork and was like, like, because we were kind of like being like skeptical. Well, we were talking about those experiments of uh, moving things, uh, telepathy experiments that were done back in World War II, I think. Right, 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 right. Um, and, and, and we were like kind of being skeptical, I guess. Yeah. About it. And he was like, "Okay, but I mean, you would agree that I can bend, bend this, this fork, fork with, with my, my mind." mind. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> "It was about that time." <laughs> well, I guess that I was like, "Well, I should probably make sure there's bullets in my gun." <laughs> So, anyway, that was the only dinner we ever had with that person. This is true. (laughs) Anyway, so but uh, that's what normal people would do. Oh, because he was serious. He wasn't joking. He was serious, guys. It was like he was trying to... This was a belief. This was like where you're trying to find common ground with someone on like two days. And this is where he started. (laughs) I was like, wow. 
I, I, wow. Yeah. Just wow. So, but Mags is not skeptical. He says, no. oh, you mean ESP. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yes. And he's and- like, you know what? I have a friend who's really good at hypnotism. <laughs> so he's like, let's bring in Higgins to hypnotize you so we can see these visions. And, and, and he's like, yeah, of course. Hire me. I'm going to find this guy. I'm going... I'm going to private investigate your psychosis. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like a fantastic idea. And honestly, like at this point, when she started talking about Eric, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Michael Sarah's serial killer guy, yeah. I was like, he just like got cock blocked by a memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by so, a vision. By a vision. Of the man she wanted to be with forever. Yeah, but she, yes. so she's having visions of him. She thinks he's still alive. And he's like, hire me. I'll check it out. Why not? I got nothing better going on. Come on. He goes to the base. He goes to an mm-hmm. army base uh, or navy base. Right, right. And he wants to look up this guy's files. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, we meet a guy named McReynolds. McCready. No, McCre- you're right, McReynolds. <laughs> Who's McCready? I don't I know. I feel like there's been a McCready <laughs> in our past. Probably. We'll figure it out. But anyway, <laughs> and I had an IMDb trivia that said McReynolds was Ski. Yeah, but Ski wasn't playing him. Yeah, that wasn't the because, same Because, like, well, even when he showed up the second time at the naval base, I was like, well, where's Ski? Why isn't he checking his yeah, ID? Yeah, IMDb trivia here that mm-hmm. says Jeff McKay appears for the first time in this episode mm-hmm. as a much reoccurring Lieutenant Mac McReynolds, a U.S. naval officer that Magnum always manages to call on information. Hours. Yeah, I recognize blah, blah, him. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then it says McKay... So the actor mm-hmm. had previously been seen in the pilot as a different, though somewhat similar character, Lieutenant That's Ski. incorrect. That can't be correct. That is incorrect. Ski, Ski was thinner and blonder. Yeah, that is incorrect. So that, that is wrong right. information, IMDb. That IMDb, go shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> that is incorrect, IMDb. That is incorrect. Whoever wrote the trivia on this grammar, not only were they grammatically incorrect, yes. but they were Factually incorrect. Yes, and you know nothing gets me, nothing gets me madder. <laughs> Think grammar. No, no, no. It's actually not true. I, <laughs> not good. Anyway, I don't care. Uh, I know, and you shouldn't either. Anyone out there, unless well, unless you're a writer, then unless you you're a teacher about it, or a teacher. Yeah, you should care. But like, don't give people. Don't look, guys. Yeah. Don't give people garbage about gram- grammatical errors. It's just pedantic and annoying. Like it, people seriously. make mistakes. It's a typo. Don't worry about it. Get on with your life. There's better things to worry about. Like, station wagons shouldn't be allowed in Hawaii. Do you agree? You saw a station wagon in Hawaii? Yes. There was an aerial shot of him in his Ferrari Uh following a station wagon. And I was was like, Well, okay, here's the thing. There are families in Hawaii. No, there's not. (laughs) It's only sexy surfers in Hawaii and velociraptors. Although I can see a sexy surfer might need a a station wagon to carry their surfboard. Right, right, right. But... Well, no, they would have woodies. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They all have woodies. <laughs> but it's a car, guys. It's a car. It's a car. It's a type of car. They called them woodies because they were wood paneled. But anyway, we're back at the naval base. Mm-hmm. We meet this guy McReynolds, who's apparently going to be reoccurring. So there you go. Yeah, I do recognize him. Mags is in a classic Hawaiian shirt. He's it's the one you wear for Halloween. Halloween. That's my Halloween yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah, you are totally in this uh, costume. Like yeah. this is the episode, yeah, guys. This, this is, is the, the one. This is. Yeah. I look like I, I channel Selick when I wear that sucker. <laughs> you grow out your stash really thick. It's creepy. And my chest hair. Just... <laughs> Show off your chest hair. 
Because you do grow out your stash, and it is really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the I, best part of it all. You do that just to irritate me. It's the best part. <laughs> and he, he tricks Mac, basically, into letting him look at the computers. Mm-hmm. And they find out that there's a Delta block mm-hmm. on this dude. Which means it is classified. The, which Top is, secret. Is, and, like, it's like Delta Squadron or mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the spe- special ops. Yeah, it would be like trying to find out who the CIA agents are. Yeah, or like SEAL yeah. Team 6 or something. Yeah, like, they're yeah the, you're like, not supposed to know who's on these teams. These guys are like assassins mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Max takes his information back to, to Laura. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, if he's got Delta Block, your ex was like, well, I guess not ex. You're... No. You're not weird. You're um, wanting to be husband. <laughs> you're, the person you wanted to marry eight years ago, like yeah. a decade ago, yeah. like he was in some bad stuff. Secret stuff. He was into like some dark, dark stuff. And she says, well, that's crazy. He wouldn't have been in. That's not the type of stuff uh, Michael Sarah's into. <laughs> so, um, and, 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 and Mags is like, oh, and you also have to like recognize mm-hmm. he's probably dead. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I've been having these visions. And he's like, okay, I'm on board. We're going to look for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, but I've seen him in the future. All right. I'm with you. Okay. Let's keep going with this investigation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Occam's razor either. Nope. He died in action. She can totally action, see the future. Or she can see the future. Well, I'm going with the future. I'm going with the future because, too, we just watched Final Destination five minutes before this episode. <laughs> this is Final. De- this is Magnum <laughs> PI's final destination. It was the first time I ever watched that stupid movie, <laughs> and I have to admit that was a lot of fun. It was a great movie, and it's terrible. It's but it's great. And he can see the future of how people die. So long as you can see patterns in death, you can live <laughs> <Cheap> forever. <laughs> it's like it's like that old. Uh, it's like that old tale where you put death in a sack. Yeah, that's, that's, my, fa- that's my favorite fairy tale. That's basically what Final Destination mm-hmm. is. Yeah, basically. So, um, <laughs> we also find out something very odd. Like you said, this is a weird episode for mm-hmm. weird tidbits of background information. Yeah. So, where Mags takes Laura. Did mm-hmm. we ever say her name? Her name's Laura. Oh, was deja it? Deja vu. Let's call her deja vu. Why was I thinking Bastille? <laughs> Because you're always thinking of Bastille. <laughs> <laughs> Bastille Day. Woo! Celebrate! <laughs> Why were you thinking of Bastille? I don't know. Was, was it the band Bastille? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who's Bastille? I don't know. I don't know. Her name is Laura. Okay. And she's looking radiant in a blue mm-hmm. little... Um, she looks good in that outfit, and not too many women can pull off that outfit. No, she looked really good. And yeah. she had another outfit, actually, mm-hmm. later on in the show, where she had, like, some blue pants and, like, a red shirt at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looked great in that, yeah, I thought. Yeah, she, she did look she's good She's one of my clothes. favorite <laughs> <laughs> Magnum Pie girls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but um, Magnum, you using his, like investigative skills to be mm-hmm. like, where can I give her information that her boyfriend is probably dead? I'm going to take her to the place where all the Navy people leave their girlfriends <laughs> and kiss them goodbye. <laughs> Why and, does he take her there? And, and so they're like watching this and it's just like breaking her heart. And he's like, just like, yes, I feed on your sorrow. And, and she's like, now admit he's dead and let's make out. <laughs> right? It's like, just, just make out with me. Just make out with me. So, so <laughs> she and she's like, yeah, we stood right there. Mm-hmm. 
August 5th, 1972. And then Mag says, 1967. Is when he left the woman he loved. We know nothing about that, and that was the end of that. She follows up briefly. Yes. She says, she's like, oh, so you were in love with someone. And he says, yes, I was. Yeah. And he walks sullenly away, leans against a coconut tree. (laughs) Leans against a palm tree. Yeah, it's like (laughs) Charlie Brown music. He goes up. And then she has to comfort him. Yeah, she has to comfort him. Even though she's bawling. Because freaking Magnum always has to revolve around Oh, it's all about poor little precious Magnum. Yeah, we don't find out anymore. I mean, assuming in the future we'll learn a little bit more about this woman, that this mysterious Well, we can hope because I don't like little one lines like that that don't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, that really irritates me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut back to the robin's nest. But Mags has a great reason to go see Hugs. Okay. He needs him to hypnotize the psychic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, it's important. And Higgins is well qualified in hypnotism. And hypnosis is bullcrap, right? <laughs> like, sure, Watson. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna know she referenced. No, no one's gonna know what I referenced. But people. wait, wait. But if that one person does know what I'm talking about, oh. with Watson and hypnotism, they are going to die laughing. Yes, yes. For you, that one person. That is gonna be the deepest you know, pull that's they will gonna, ever get. That will be your homework. I, I think every episode we should have one really obscure reference <laughs> that people should have to like discover before the next episode. Like, did you figure out the clues? We said we said our clues like Moriarty. <laughs> you have to decipher them. So, well, you gave too much away now. They'll no. know that Watson is a Sherlock Holmes reference. Well, of course he is. No one's named Watson except for Emma Watson and Doctor <laughs> Watson, and everyone knows that Emma Watson can't yeah, be hypnotized okay. because she's ethereal. <laughs> A lot like Natalie Portman. Yes, pr- pretty much. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, but in exchange for a hypnosis... I think they're the same person. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, in exchange for hypnosis, free hypnosis, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he says that Mags has to tune up the Ferrari, uh-huh. which is apparently very, very pricey, which well, I would of imagine. Course. Yeah. But, Ma- but Mags is like, yeah, of course, whatever, blah, blah, Back blah. Back in the day, you couldn't go to a Ford dealership to tune up your Toyota. Oh, even, even you had to go to recently, specific ones. I had a friend back uh, when I was like 18 or whatever. He had a mm-hmm. classic um, Beamer, like mm-hmm. a 1975 Beamer. And he had to find like. Yeah, you had to go to a BMW. You have servicer. to go to like mm-hmm. a specific person who had who is yeah. Um, certified yeah. to do it. And it was always a pain in the butt for him because it was an old mm-hmm. car and it was always breaking down. <laughs> and he, it was very expensive because you right. always had to get like foreign parts and whatever. Mm-hmm. But Mags isn't thinking about that. No. So uh, Hugs gets an Aldous lamp. And a crystal the size of a baby's head. <laughs> and just starts hypnotizing her. Yeah. Just like, this is what we're doing. And so she goes into a trance. Where she sees Michael Sarah sniping people mm-hmm. on top of a tower. He falls down. Like the bride and the beast. Oh, man, that was great. That's a good one, too. Yeah, another deep pool. <laughs> and I have a question mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you're watching, like, a movie or a TV show. Sure. Where hypnosis is... A part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever try to let them hypnotize you? Not in the slightest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me you either. either. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but, but here's why I know hypnosis is bullcrap. Okay. A, I've never been hypnotized by a movie. Okay. B. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're not in the zone. You I don't try have, to get You don't in have the that zone. glowing crystal ball in front I of you. Get in the zone. <laughs> But, like, 
This is why I know hypnosis is bullcrap. And all you hypnotists out there, I'm watching. I don't you. think we have any listeners who are hypnotists. No, so. because our our listeners aren't are into cool. like a new age bull <laughs> poop. <laughs> but like, but the reason why I know hypnosis is bullcrap. Okay. Is because they always say this, and Huggins without fail says this. Mm-hmm. He says, when I count to three, you're gonna wake up as if like you had a nice long sleep, and you feel. 100% rested. If hypnosis existed, <laughs> everybody would do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We would never have to sleep ever. Yeah, but I can tell you, if I've had a nice long sleep, I wake up groggy. Well, you're kind of a monster in the morning. <laughs> and, now, and now we're at the time of the year where it's like darker or in the morning. Yeah. That, folks, <laughs> that's all I can do. That's all they can do. If you're counting on Aaron for covers, trust me, there was at least an hour of me trying to get her out of bed first. <laughs> I hibernate in the winter. Yeah. If it's dark and cold, I'm going to oh, go yeah, into you're hibernation not, You're mode. not getting it. No, no. So, um, because Max... My spirit animal is a bear. I've got to hibernate in the winter. Max is always looking for an angle. Mm-hmm. So he takes the Ferrari. Because he, that's, what he's, that's what he's most concerned of. He's, he's <laughs> like, well, i got to take care of this situation first. Can't take care of my Ferrari. So i got, got, got to get this tune-up and take so care of it. So wait, what's more important, Ferraris or Gauguin? Uh, which, go- one, which one do you think is worth more to Magnum? To get to Magnum, mm-hmm. the Ferrari. To Hawaii, the state of Hawaii, uh-huh. the Gauguin. <laughs> to Higgins. To Higgins. Uh, the Gauguin. Apollo and Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he brings it to T-Copter to tune up the Ferrari because he's like, I can get it like a cheap tune-up here. Yeah. And T-Copter's like... I know I, how to service a helicopter, man. A helicopter. Man. I don't know how to do a Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, so he gets his little league buddies, too, to yeah, help. Yeah, the little league guys <laughs> there. What do they do? I don't know. Who's letting their kids hang out with this guy? Who is letting people hang out with T-Copter <laughs> and Max? I would not let my boys hang Anywhere out with Anywhere near them. He tunes it up, and Max is about to take off, and TC's like, okay, shoot me 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Which seems insanely reasonable to me. <laughs> like it's even, the cost of a tune-up now, right? And all I don't even understand how TC was working out his math. Mm-hmm. But basically, he was like, "It just covers the parts, the, the spark, spark plugs. plugs. That's all I'm asking." Mm-hmm. But then he says he needs the fifty dollars to to fix his helicopter. So I'm his like, fuel pump on his helicopter. So I'm like, if you're just breaking even, how does the fifty dollars help you? I've, Wait, because he used the money he needed for his fuel pump to fix Magnum's car. So he wasn't oh. going to charge Magnum in the so, first place. Okay, so, okay, so $50, it takes $50. Because he knew he, no way. he, knew right. he wasn't going to get paid by Magnum regardless. Well, we find that out later. Oh, we find, but he already knows Magnum's moocher. Right, so he is like $50 for a fuel pump mm-hmm. is the same price as spark plugs for a Ferrari. Yeah. So he used the money he had set aside for his fuel pump to pay for the I spark plugs. I think a plugs. helicopter and a Ferrari probably cost the same. Maybe, you know, it might, though. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I've never tried to purchase a helicopter. I don't know. Anyway, Mags tries to pull this whole, like, Abbott and Costello thing with him, mm-hmm. which I'm not even going to try to explain. Uh, but ultimately... Is he, he on first, but oh was he God. on second? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mags tries to pull this weird, like, who's on first thing. Mm-hmm. T-Copter's not having it. Max tears off. He just And he's like, off. I owe you one. And he's like, no, you owe me $50. <laughs> Max pulls up to the King Kamehameha Club, and the Ferrari's already, like, <laughs> dying. It's sputtering. It's, it's dying. It's not even working at all. Yeah. He gets there, and he meets up with Sir Isaac. And at this point, I, I thought it was really funny, because, like, Max knows the entire staff mm-hmm. of the King Kamehameha Club. 
<laughs> and at first I was like, oh, they're making it look like he's like, he's cool. He's cool with the people. He's cool with the working class. But you know what it is? No. He doesn't want to tip anyone. Yep. Because he, he doesn't nope. tip the valet. Nope. Nope. He never tips any of the waiters nope. or anything. So he just. That is, way he can just be like, I'm the boss's friend. I don't have to I'm do anything. your friend. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mika. He's think, a moocher. Yeah. He's just a. He's a moocher. Me, okay. You know what else is unattractive? Stinginess. Moochers. There's one thing to make a budget and plan and save. You can be frugal. Yeah. But being stingy and not paying what you rightfully owe. Right. Is disgusting. There's like a, Using people for their money. Right. Right. Also unattractive. You have to pay. Okay. And here's another. I'm going to get a soapbox. Pay people for their work. Pay yes. people for their music. Pay yes. people for their art. Mm-hmm. Pay people for their books. Pay people yep. for their movies. Yes. You can be frugal mm-hmm. and still pay people what they're owed. Yes. You know, the whole point of being frugal is to have money so you mm-hmm. can do other things with tip that money. Tip your waiters. But don't be stingy. Tip your, tip your waiters. Tip your waiters. Hey, before you go home tonight, tip, tip your, waiters. your waiters. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I was going to say about that. <laughs> I just don't but like don't be, don't be like Mags, yeah. who pretends to be friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. Just so he can get out of tipping. So he can get out of tipping them. Yeah. And then mooches off Rick. I mean, and he says he only has like twenty bucks in his pocket. It's gross. God, he's gross. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, he meets up with Sir Isaac, and it mooters. turns out Sir Isaac is looking for Eric. Mm-hmm. And this is what was crazy to me. Mags says, "Like, yeah, you're looking for Eric," mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm looking for Eric," and everybody's looking for Eric. And the only thing... oh, Eric is Michael Sarah. Oh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for Michael Sarah, who I'll be calling Tobin. That's also his name. <laughs> They'll follow. He's a man of many names, much like Gandalf. <laughs> like, like Beowulf. Um, he just believes Laura's ESP. Yeah. He is basing everything. He is mm-hmm. like standing up to this highly ranked government agency. government agent mm-hmm. based on this Provisions. person I don't know's visions. Yeah, based on visions. And he's like, no, you're not going to take him because mm-hmm. I'm going to find him first. Yep. And at that point, I was just like, well, I guess why bother with plot if everything's just going to be magic? Well, we know for a fact Magnum doesn't have plot. It's magic. You know. Magnum doesn't do any police procedure or investigations. He just sort of lands in these places. Yeah, he does. So I can totally see him just going on visions. This is is the episode where the writers just threw up their hands and were like, it's just freaking magic. That's what it is, guys. (laughs) It's women. You know they're psychic. My mom used to always know when I was getting into trouble. Now, at this point, Mags <laughs> sees Eric at the club. He's just there. <laughs> he's, and why is he there? Because um, oh, he's Evil after... Newton said that they had an agent with his girlfriend. Uh... And that's why he was setting up Magnum to be the Delta One so that he could draw out Tobin so that he could shoot Tobin. Okay, so Tobin's Because there. evil pencil pusher Newton right. in the tan suit, sketchy man... Why are you talking to me like this? <laughs> ...wants Tobin and Magnum to fight each other so that uh, he doesn't have to get his hands dirty. Oh, yeah. That's evil. Yeah, he's evil. So Mags takes off after Oh, and I was Eric. talking slowly so I could organize the thoughts in my head because oh, it's really confusing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mags jumps off the Kamehameha Club's deck, mm-hmm. chases Eric across the beach. Eric turns around, fires wildly, wildly into onto this, this very public, public beach. beach where there are a lot of people laying out in the sun, and, and half of the caring. extras do not care. <laughs> do not care. I don't care okay, what you're doing, either, Robert Loja. Either I'm a here to get some sun. <laughs> either a these extras suck. 
<laughs> or B, Hawaii there wasn't just... that many gun shootings and they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> or like Hawaii is just like this kind of like lawless town. Well, people... we know Hawaii is a lawless state. And, and they're just like, yep. Cops another... only deal with art thefts. <laughs> another shooting on the beach, just like always. <laughs> oh my God, that is bleak. <laughs> so Huggins, who was there as mm-hmm. a surrogate for Mr. Masters, mm-hmm. as the owner of the King Kamehameha Club. Yes. At this point, wants Mags thrown off the property. He's like, I don't. Well, yeah, he keeps bringing in these dangerous elements. He didn't do it. Yes, he did. Magnum totally brought in this dangerous element. He was going to the Kamehameha Club to touch base with Laura. With Bastille. With Bastille. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like a Bastille. (laughs) She does look like her name would be Bastille. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) and Rick at this point. Mm He gets sexier by the second. Nope, he's racist. Damn it, he's racist. He, he can't. He can't be sexy. But he basically gets Mags in as well. He's your guest, Huggins. You are yeah. a member of the club. He's mm-hmm. your friend. He's here as your guest, which I don't think that really works. Well, no, it was more com- uh, convoluted than that. He's Robin Master's surrogate, but Magnum is Robin Master's is... guest. Oh, so oh. So therefore, he's Higgins' guest. Because oh, okay. because he's Higgins is uh, yeah substituting as Robin Masters. Oh, uh, and and Rick just did that to like mm-hmm. kind of like throw some because for some odd reason Rick really hates Higgins. He just like I think he just from like, episode one. I think Rick's just likes tweaking his nipples a bit. Okay. <laughs> Don't like that statement. <laughs> Fingers yeah. in a pie, tweaking nipples. I I am not liking. I'm this. not liking where. I'm not liking where you're. you're, you're what your headspace is doing right now? <laughs> I just watched Magnum PI. Oh no! This oh, no. is what happens. This is like, <laughs> this is the insanity that's going to go on through all these seasons. We're, by the end, we're going to be completely brain. different people. We're going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm finally going to be the sexist this, that I've been aiming for. <laughs> this this podcast is going to be like presented to a court. <laughs> You're like, this is the Watch the insanity. <laughs> It's like, oh, man. It's like a diary of a madman. Oh, my God, they were right. The media is tearing us apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Mags knows that is on a first-name basis with the valet. Why did I say it like I that? don't know. That was valet. weird. With the valet. <laughs> with the valet. He so, takes valet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he likes goulet. <laughs> goulet. goulet. He lets Mags just search Eric's car, Michael Sarah's car. Yeah. Michael Sarah left the parking stub, and Max mm-hmm. is like, big mistake. Yeah, why would he leave that? Like, he's a top he trained assassin. Up. He just screwed up. That's what Max was saying. He's like, the car is basically clean. There was like mm-hmm. nothing there except for this parking stub. But it's like so dumb because it's like it was a, a big little, it's, like par- a li- parking it's like a literal stub. piece of like litter. Bright white in paper in a black interior. Yeah. Like, how are you missing that? It's like if you left like. I don't know. I can see missing a black uh, hair on a black interior. Yeah. But, like, you don't miss something that's, like, a contrasting color. Color, yeah. Or, or, or literal trash in your car. It's like, yeah. I took painstaking measures to make sure I my, wiped down the steering my wheel. prints aren't here, but yeah. I'm going to leave that piece of paper right there because whatever. <laughs> what a dumb clue. So, um, That's not a mistake. That's idiocy. That's idiocy. So, Mags tracks down where the parking stub is. And he bribes with his final 20 bucks. He bribes uh, the parking person. Yeah, I guess. Whatever they're called. To be like, oh. Probably a valet. Or are they valets? No, valets. 
<laughs> he uh, he bribes this guy. The guy's like, oh, that guy who parks his car here, he lives in that abandoned building over there. <laughs> <laughs> so why he has a lot of abandoned real estate. So that's where that's where Michael Sarah's cribbing down. He's cribbing down in this like crazy abandoned loft. Yeah, and we were thinking the same thing, by the way, because during this episode, I was looking at what's on this guy's nightstand. Okay. While we were in his lair yeah. or den, where whatever you want to call it, he was drinking soda, and I was like, "Well, there it is. He's not a real and proper agent because only secret agents eat yogurt. That's yeah. all they eat." I've learned this from, from Burn, Burn Notice. Notice. Yeah. <laughs> what is Burn Notice? What is Burn Notice? It's another great show. It's another great it's, show. It's surprisingly fun. So, mo- and we are going to do a special episode on. <laughs> We're going to do a special episode on yeah. Burn Notice. So stay tuned. I love it. But Mag storms in and dives in with the grace of a drunk elephant seal. <laughs> He's like a tuba. There's no left. You hear some barking. Arr, arr. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like those heroic shots in like action movies where like jump with a gun yeah. blazing. Like yeah. it's just like a two by four just like falls to the ground. <laughs> There's no lift, nothing. He just falls. Probably because he does his own stunts. Oh, you're too kind to him. (laughs) And he loses uh, Michael Sarah again. Michael Sarah gets away. Yeah, well, supposedly he's a great agent. Uh, Supposedly. Supposedly. But he doesn't eat yogurt, and he he leaves parking stubs in the car. He's had multiple opportunities to shoot Magnum Mm -hmm. and has missed every time. Missed every time. He's a terrible shot. Terrible shot. He loses him again. He searches the the broken down shack. Mm-hmm. He finds a letter that's addressed to the Washington Post on some beautiful with some beautiful cursive writing. I really hate that the dying art because that's some nice handwriting. That was really pretty handwriting. It was very pretty. I don't have that great of handwriting. You do. Mine is insane. Yours Can is you better. read what I wrote? Mine's always a, a like. Mine is a combination of print and script. Well, that's what mine. <laughs> To where it looks like some sort of weird puzzle that needs to be deciphered. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I get really sloppy and I just start going. <laughs> Future generations <laughs> will have fun looking at that. But basically this letter says like they were on a mission in mm-hmm. Africa and somebody burned them. Burn notice. They. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Burn notice means that you're just getting fired. So they're going to kill you. Okay. We're still going to do burn notice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically their, their, their cover was blown. Mm-hmm. And so they were. All killed, except for Michael Sarek. He he managed to get out. He returns back to the Kamehameha Club, dejected. He failed again. Again. Meets up with Laura, who is in, like, a fugue state. (laughs) Apparently, she has been in this, like, weird trance since the gunfight at the Kamehameha Club Corral. Mm -hmm. So, she's just been laying on this, like, wicker (laughs) chair, staring at the ceiling. I thought she was dead. I did, too. I thought she was dead. I was like, oh, my God, they got her. (laughs) I was like, wow. She's dead. They killed her. But she could see the future. For only one guy, though. She can't see everybody's future. No, just, just, just his future. Because they were inextricably tied together <laughs> as youths. But she can't even see her own future. No, no, no not her no, future. No, just and, his. And only a very specific moment of his future. <laughs> like, because she, she only because sees Because earlier, him. it's just she's had feelings he's still alive. She doesn't have visions of, like, where he's heading no, out. No, no. She could have saved Magnum 20 bucks. No. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, this one this shot. Yeah. And... So she, on the top of a pipe or something. When she saw Eric, mm-hmm. and now I have some questions here because I may have missed something. Sure. When she sees Eric, mm-hmm. she says, he was so cold. 
He's not okay, the person apparently he escaped Magnum and at some point went back to her to tell her it's over. You suck. I'm out. Later. Did he really? Yes. Okay. I and that's that why part. that's why she's in that fugue state. Okay. Sort of freaked out because this was her soulmate that she's been waiting over a decade for. Okay. And she was like, and his eyes were so cold, even his touch was Hands. cold. Now, okay, that's where I wanted to get to. I was like, well, why is he touching you why? if he's dumping you? And why are his hands cold? How can you be so cold emotionally <laughs> that the, your body temperature drops? Speaking as someone <laughs> with low blood. You have low blood, but you have a soul. <laughs> I have to keep warm on my rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half the time I see you, you're lying on your rock looking around eyelids for uh, moisture. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> so at this point, I also was like, she hasn't mourned this guy for eight years. And this is like, yeah. he, he touches her with his cold, clammy hands because <laughs> he's evil. So, yeah. <laughs> so his hands are cold. But it was nice when she was not mourning him because right. she was really concentrating on her music. Yeah. She like, spent a lot of time writing music. Like, yeah, but she only she went, so she only on went to Hawaii to find him because she knew that the vision of him that she's been seeing is in Honolulu. That's why she went there. Right. So I'm not sure if she even had a music career before this. She made a music career I think for she herself. made one just so that she could find him in Hawaii. Also in this scene, after she talks about like how you know his hands are cold and he had cold <laughs> eyes, there was like a look on Mag's face. And all I could think is like, oh. He just realized he's not getting laid. (laughs) (laughs) No chance, my friend. He's like, oh, man, this isn't happening. (laughs) But I still believe she's psychic. So he takes Laura back to the robin's nest. Mm -hmm. And when he's there, Newton and his, like, Swiss Army knife compatriot are parked in front of the gate. Mm -hmm. Won't let him in. They say they want to take Laura into protective custody. And Max Mm -hmm. is like, no way. I got a psychic Mm -hmm. honeypot right here. We're going to win the lottery. (laughs) We're going to do some stuff. (laughs) And Newton tells Max, he's like, I got a warrant, mm-hmm. okay? We're taking her into protective custody. Mm-hmm. And Max is like, no. And then Swiss Army Knife bodyguard guy. Hits him over the head with a gun. Knocks him out knocks cold. Knocks him out cold. And Laura does not react at, at all. At all. She's like, okay, I'll go with you guys. I guess I'm going with you guys. Then again, she wasn't terrified when she woke up in a strange man's room. She she she, she has like, like... No fear. That woman no has no fear. fear. Like, she's like no those, survival instincts. No survival instincts <laughs> at all. At all. She's like one of those people that you would like hit her knee to check her reflexes and like and five nothing minutes. And <laughs> nothing would happen. Like five minutes later, it might like kick up. <laughs> so Laura's kidnapped. Mm-hmm. He goes back to the army base, mm-hmm. dresses up as a CO. Nobody recognizes that this guy who's always there. Nope. He like all he has to do is like slick his hair back a little bit and put on a, a, like a dress uniform, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on in, come you're on legit. in, yeah, come on sure. into this top secret agency building. <laughs> come on." And like that place is so depressing. That whole building. Well, I think that's an... actually what it looks like inside those buildings. No, I guarantee you they probably at least have an OSHA poster or a hang in their kid. Or <laughs> I don't a, think they have a hang in of... their kitty poster. <laughs> or, or like, Not even a plant. Like Or, or like a soldier. I like think cried. it's just a desk, a chair, and blank beige walls. It was just like puce. I'm fairly like, certain that's what it looks like in there. The whole world was just sludge We've colored. been to hospitals that are horrible looking. Yeah, yeah, but like. Yeah. So he goes in there. He gets onto the... He Government finds a, funding, man. He gets in there. He's, like, all ready to, like, pick some locks. And then he's like, oh, wait, this isn't top secret. Bloop. And he gets yeah. the file. He just gets the file. 
<laughs> it is highly classified, but not exactly top secret, so they're not going to keep it under lock and key. Grabs a floppy disk or two, sticks it in the old uh, computer box, <laughs> and uh, Mac walks in on him. So he didn't do a really good job no. of like covering his tracks at no. all. Mac is like, what are you doing here? He's about to report Mags. Mags mm-hmm. is like, no, don't report me. They look up Michael Sarah and they find he has like a code number that's like weirdly high. Mm. And they were like, if he was with this group since like 1972 or whatever, that's when they started. So it should have been a low number. Mm-hmm. It's a high number. It sounds like a cover up. Mm-hmm. So we find out the pencil pusher is guilty. Like I said yeah. from the first moment I saw him. Yeah, we didn't even have to bother watching we this. We didn't even have to bother. Thing. Could have skipped all the psychic done, visions. Could have done something better Could have watched time. Final Destination 2. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's list off things we could have been doing. Mm. We could have helped our kids with homework. We could have painted the walls. We could have cooked some chili. We could have cleaned our house. We could have ordered some Chinese food. We could have gone out shopping. We could have gone on the treadmill. Oh, we could have volunteered at the soup kitchen. Oh, wow. That's how far <laughs> it took for us to do something selfless. <laughs> 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 wow, that's sad. Could have test drove a Ferrari. Well, now we're back in our wheelhouse. <laughs> so, so TC is there. Mm-hmm. And we also find out at this point, like, TC is, like, demanding his money back. Mm-hmm. And Max is like, no, I don't have your money. Also, I need your van. Yeah, he said that, and I go, wow, the gall. <laughs> the gall. And this is another, like, weird power play on Rick's part. Rick is, like, really... He's like he's super powerful because he just nods at TC and TC like okay, yeah, okay here's my van yeah he did it was like a silent nod yeah like, it was like a Don Corleone mm-hmm, moment where mm-hmm. or, or where he's just like give me car give me give me your van yeah and, and, and TC's like okay yeah it was weird weird, weird. and then TC mm. breaks the fourth wall yeah he looks at us he looks directly at us and he's like he says something yeah. and uh, oh he goes. Didn't you realize he couldn't count past one? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my uh, God. And now I'm starting to wonder if, like, being able to break the fourth wall is, like, some kind of side effect of Vietnam, too. It's, like, part of post-traumatic stress disorder. Apparently, if you've served in Vietnam, you are psychic. I mean, like... We, in some way, shape, or form. We appreciate your service. Oh, for sure. for sure. And I would like to know if you're telepathic. So, Max takes the van. Oh, do, do you want them? No, I was looking at my notes, and I haven't really visited anything I wrote. Well, we can get into it. That's cool. It's from, like, back in the day, so... Yeah, I don't care. Let's talk about it. Okay. One of the quotes I have written down is, Magnum said this to the valet. Okay. He said, don't ever give work to your friends, in response Uh, to, like, TC's work on his car. Yeah. And I was like, well, you didn't even pay him. You didn't even pay him. So how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, you just, like, drove your Ferrari to the airport and was mm-hmm. like, hey, work on my car. Yeah. And got free work. Yeah. And, and free spark off. plugs. Yeah. And then he's like, you have the gall to be. The gall. The gall. The gall. So, the <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so tracks down Newton mm-hmm. at Newton's little, like, uh, office. And there's this moment, I don't know if you caught it, where Mags. It takes a swivel chair. It's a very small. Yeah, and he, he, just, he sort of straddles it. And he straddles it like a youth leader, like talking it's about. It's the littlest desk with these two big guys. <laughs> it's the stupidest swivel chair. And he's having so much trouble with it. it's the smallest it. room, and he's barely fitting in. He could just sit on it like a normal person, but he's but like, no, I got to like sit on it like a youth leader. Got to talk <laughs> about how sex is better if you wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
like it like, is better if you wait. Mm-hmm. This is all ages. We have to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. To the end of the date. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Newton wants the letter. The letter is incriminating. The Washington Post letter that mm-hmm. says like they were outed, and he's willing to give Laura back to Magnum. If Magnum gives him the letter, mm-hmm. and Magnum's like, "Well, I'll give you the letter when you give me Laura." Throw me the idol. <laughs> I'll throw you the whip. <laughs> throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. And, and Magnum pulls out a gun, and he's <laughs> uncharacteristically violent in this. In this one, he keeps threatening murder. Like he's like, "I will shoot you." He's like, "I'll I'll kill you." I will shoot your brains out of the window yeah. if you don't give me this. Yeah, person. that was the graphic one he said. And then the second time, he's like, "I will kill you if you interfere." Yeah, it's like, and like, yeah. I'm you're just a private investigator my dude you can't just go I, around killing i'm not people. saying you don't have like a, a concealed carry permit but right. you can't just murder people because you're a private investigator yeah. you're not sanctioned by this the isn't law this is self-defense <laughs> that you're doing right here although you are in hawaii so maybe i don't know oh i think hawaii has different laws they yeah. do there's a mayor there that lets people just roam around with secret orders as we saw in Hawaii Five-0. Exactly. <laughs> maybe Max has that. I don't know. Maybe Max has your own. like a legal vigilante. Why get your legal stuff together? They go to this very pretty bluff overlooking mm-hmm. the ocean. Mm-hmm. Laura's there by Swiss Army Knife Henchman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mags pulls up in TC's van. Mm-hmm. Mags disarms a Swiss Army guy by saying they can drop a gun, throws mm-hmm. a gun in the water. Swiss Army guy is like not really... He's just like, he all right, I'm, I'm done. He's like, I'm done. I don't with even this. know what happened to that guy. He just leaves. He just leaves. Yeah, and then and now here's I the, wondered what happened to him because I didn't see him. He just leaves. He just leaves. He leaves his buddy there. He leaves Newton there. Wow. Yeah, like he's just like, okay, I'm gone. I'm wow. done. Okay, so Michael Sarah is in the same area yes. right now, watching this all. Watching go down. this all. Oh, and he is in the vision perch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mags just leaves Laura. With sketchy with pencil Newton. pusher. With Newton. And at, at times, like, Newton's like, well, give me the and letter And remember, now. he has threatened to kill Newton, like, multiple times. Multiple times. This guy's not safe. And he's just like, Laura, best deal there's like, you say here. Yeah, there's a no yeah. point can Newton, like, mm. he picks up a gun. He could just take Laura. He's like, okay, now I'm back in control. Yeah, it You was... drop your gun, Mags. Yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievably stupid, that move. Yeah. And then we find out later that Mags doesn't even have the letter. No, he's, he's already, already mailed, mailed it. it. I'm like, Mags is not good on his word at all. No. He does not, he's mm. not, like... Don't trust that guy at all. And he doesn't even end up killing Newton either. He just shoots him in the shoulder. (laughs) So he can't even deliver on his threats. So Mags is going after Michael Sarah at this point. Michael Sarah misses Mags spectacularly. By yards. By yards. It's like highly trained Jason (laughs) Bornean killer is like the worst. He doesn't hit one thing. Nope. One thing in the entire. He shoots into a crowded beach and still doesn't hit anything. (laughs) Thankfully, but he's a terrible shot. He's a terrible yeah. shot. <laughs> I named him Schneebly's at one point. Schneebly? If we hadn't gone with Michael Sarah. Um, so. Schneebles. And, okay, and now he, we're really getting into like, this is the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were pressed for like filling out time. Yeah. Because even like the gu- guitar playing mm-hmm. in the background mm-hmm. is just noodling along at this point. <laughs> it's just like like you could almost like imagine there's a guy with an amp and a guitar like right off camera. Questioning his guitar. Just like, should I keep playing? 
Is it, are we still going? We're still going? Okay. okay. Oh, they're just climbing up and down okay. ladders? Power oh. cords. Uh, Doing power cords now. Let's make this more interesting as he climbs up a ladder. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, they're climbing up ladders again? Um. <laughs> so, so then at this point, nothing no. is happening. No. Eric is slowly climbing down a ladder. He mm-hmm. sees Laura, and she calls out. She's like, Eric! And he goes, Laura! And then Newton, boom, shoots him. He's dead. dead. He's dead. dead. Because Newton, the pencil pusher, is a great shot. And then Max shoots Newton. Yeah, in the shoulder. In the shoulder. And he also tells him, So like, many people get shot in the shoulder. And he's like, yeah, I was never going to give you that letter. I've already, I've already mailed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You're screwed. Mm-hmm. But, like, thank you for holding up your end of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I was never going to, but it was nice that you have integrity. I was blown away by this. Okay. Nobody even goes to see if Eric's okay. Nope. Nobody does. <laughs> he just gets shot into the water. He gets yeah. shot off like mm-hmm. a ladder, falls into water. Mm-hmm. L- Laura, nobody runs. Nope. Nobody's like, nope. wait, maybe he's okay. No. Like they just like <laughs> that Sir Isaac Newton's a crack shot. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that guy is That guy's dead. dead. <laughs> that guy's dead. No, no point even looking for the body. No point you would just leave that to the sharks, I guess. Because <laughs> who cares? <laughs> so now we get our little epilogue. Mm-hmm. Mags does not hook up with no, Laura. No, she We don't get to hear any more from her. She just disappears. She just disappears. Her a, lot her visions. a lot of these episodes just like leave like the the, <laughs> the new characters on. Like, okay, you're good. Yeah, okay. Oh. Nobody cares about you, Bastille. Nobody cares about Bastille of like <laughs> of the many veils who can like see into the future. No they one, should be caring about that. Like somebody should care. <laughs> and we see TC and Mags are driving the Ferrari. It's humming along beautifully. Mm-hmm. TC then admits that he didn't do a good job on purpose. Yeah, because he knew he wasn't going to get paid. He so then when paid. Magnum finally gives him the money, he actually fixes he the wait, car. Yeah, he waited until Mags had finished the case, yeah. got paid, mm-hmm. and Mags paid him back, and then yeah. he fixed it, right? Mm-hmm. They drive up, and he shows it off to Higgins. He's like, oh, check it out. The Ferrari's running like a butte. Right. And Hugs is like, oh, you had TC tune up the car. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, because you know if someone who's not a Ferrari certified mechanic, mechanic avoids the warranty, which completely. you know that means you're, you're going to be pay. responsible for all repairs and tune-ups forever. indefinitely. Forever. Forever. And so then at this point, he's like, oh, but TC is. Show, show him your papers. Yeah, you think that's so like, And I was like, oh, wow, nice. They forged some papers. Right, right. I was like, wow, they, they really thought this through. No, and TC goes, what? I don't have, have any. And Max goes, oh, you mean to tell me you're not a certified mechanic? He throws TC right under the bus. Mags is the worst. Uh, the worst. Like, he should not be the main character of this show. No, no. Who would you rather be the main character of this show? Myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Out of the characters. Now, now explain of- how the entire plot of this last episode would have gone. Had you been in the role of Magnum PI. All right, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be okay. Laura. You're gonna be Laura. Okay. Okay, okay I did this. Deja vu. I wanna get with you. I think you need a career change. <laughs> I'm a psychic. I see my my boyfriend <laughs> from eight years ago one moment over and over and over again. Okay. I have this friend, his name is Dr. Alan Grant. He can help you. <laughs> A paleontologist? That's yes, weird. Yes. He'll know what to do with someone who can see into the future. <laughs> Why? Because he's dreaming? fictional too. You're lying. Get out of my face. <laughs> wow, you're cruel. 
Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't put up with charlatans. <laughs> you charlatan. You charlatan. I'll burn you at the stake. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> so yeah, th- that's the that's the end of missing yeah, in action. That's how that goes. Okay, so who who would you want to be the main character in this show? If, Out of the characters on the show, oh, I can't, yourself excluded. I can't, I can't. Why can't I play the okay, role? Okay, okay. You want to play the role? I'll be best. No, still. I don't want to be in it. I'll be best still. Okay. Deja vu. I'm looking I'm at you. you. <laughs> And we would have started a singing career. <laughs> oh my god! So that's how that would have worked. So anyway, well, would it have been like Licky Lee music? It would have had to have been Licky Lee. <laughs> so with lots of triangles, we need triangles in yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. just play triangle. Yeah. Most important question of the day. Uh-huh. How'd you feel? Well, you episode. didn't answer my question. What was my question? Well, who's going to be the main character of the show if it's not Mangum? <laughs> Me, and I'm going to start a I said career. excluding yourself. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess Magnum's the best because because TC doesn't show any initiative. Right, right. Rick is too involved in the Kamehameha Club. Mm-hmm. So really, Mags is just like he's like a 10-year-old high on pixie sticks. Yeah. And he's just going to follow any kind of crazy lead Yeah, forever. apparently women who have visions are an excellent lead. I mean, I think it would have this episode would have been really interesting had he, like, followed her along with all earnestness and it really came to nothing. Like, she's like, oh, no, she's just crazy. She's just crazy. <laughs> I just wasted a lot of time and money following this. <laughs> and this is dumb. I did, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Important question, though. Yes. How'd you feel about the episode? Now, okay. what'd you think about it? Okay. How'd you feel, feel about using it? the depths of my soul? I would like to um, use color words. Color, I want color words. Red and purple. You feel red and purple about it. Okay. Followed by gray <laughs> and beige. Yeah. Mm. I could see that. Mm, no. I could definitely Yeah, what see about it. you? It definitely starts off with like the brighter color spectrum mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ends in kind of like gray doldrums. Yes. Because they're like parts that were supposed to be the most exciting of it were the dullest moments of the For show. For sure. I would have rather had more like him navigating <laughs> the paranormal. <laughs> that was way more fun. Because it's so crazy. And we were talking mm-hmm. through the whole thing like this is insane what's going on Yeah. Right now. But, like, every time the show tried to, like, lean into more of the macho, mm-hmm. shooting guns, cowboy crap. Right. It really lost me a mm. few times. Like, the, like I said, the noodling guitar yeah. on the scaffolding or whatever at the end. It was just, like, just end. Okay. Yeah, just please. Clearly, I don't want five minutes of you guys climbing up and down ladders. You clearly were like, oh, uh, we're two minutes short. We mm-hmm. need to make up two more minutes. Because there's no dialogue no. during that scene. Nope. Nobody's shooting anyone mm-hmm. everyone's missing their shot and it's just like climbing up and down ladder it's like it's just boring yeah there was a lot of different scenes too that happened in this and a lot of different kinds of information that at the end when they showed the summary of the clips yes. again i was like we were both like oh that happened in this episode yeah it was like it was like we had just sat through nine hours of lord of the rings <laughs> and it had just showed us like the first scene again and we yeah. were like oh my god that happened in this that's yeah. right i yeah. forgot yeah yeah there was so much going on in this episode that we forgot different things that had happened yeah i really do feel like mags has peaks and valleys no oh, for sure sometimes the episodes are really f- kind of fun mm-hmm. they're always terrible but they're yeah like, you can be fun and terrible mm-hmm. This was more of a drag and terrible. Some of them can be really boring. Like I said, if it leaned yeah. more into like 
Magnum PI Paranormal Investigator. Oh, that'd be great. Like <gasps> Magnum PI Paranormal Investigator. Oh my god, not private investigator. I like I, that. I like that, right? I would read the fanfic on that. I think that might actually be good. Okay, trademark that. You guys can't have it. If I see it out there, I know who took it. I know where you guys are. I will get you. But, but yeah, I mean, like, when it leaned into that, it was so dumb that it was fun. Right. When it was just, like, the real spy military stuff, it was just like, yeah. who cares? I don't really care. Yeah, it was pretty boring. So, um, yeah. Uh, we'll probably do a special episode on Burn Notice. Yeah, hopefully we can put it right after this one. Yeah, we we, yeah. we were talking about it, like, because you said... Yeah, we and I was like, like, oh, I, was I, like, I like that show. <laughs> I like that show, so I could watch it. And we're like, we'll, we'll do an episode on yeah. Burn I've seen that, but I, it's been years, so I don't It's been remember. a really long time since we watched it. And I never finished the whole series. I think no, I've, we didn't. I think I may have seen, like, the first season or something. Yeah, I think, I maybe think not we ended up stopped watching it, like, maybe season three, maybe. You saw more than I did. Yeah, I watched a lot more than you did. Yeah, so we're going to check that out. Because it's up my alley. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. check that out and see how that how fun that is. See if it holds up. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's still good. Yeah, because I don't trust my five year old brain to tell me what was Your good shows. Your five year old brain <laughs> nice. had terrible taste. Nice. By the way, <laughs> let me put something about. My five-year-old brain, like James Bond, who is disgusting. He is, I hate him with a passion now. Yeah. My five-year-old brain also liked, well, Magnum. Magnum. I loved him. Uh, Uh, Foreigner. I still love Foreigner, you jerk. (laughs) The Scorpions. Billy Squire is one of the greatest (laughs) He is an underrated, he is a poet laureate. (laughs) You need to back off. <laughs> My redneck music is top. Okay, now, but I don't like, uh, who is it? That, Leonard Skinner. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, that redneck music just does not compute with me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, yeah, my five-year-old brain really liked some of these old crime dramas, and I'm like, oh, these are bad. Yeah. These are really bad. You know what I was watching Mm. when I was five years old? Yeah. Disney movies. Yeah. They held up pretty good. Well, when I was five years old, I wanted to be Maleficent, so, you know. (laughs) That makes sense. That works for you. Yeah, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, she turns into a dragon? And... (laughs) She's amazing. And then Disney made that awful movie, and I was like, oh, why did you ruin Maleficent? In the meantime, <laughs> all of our friends out there listening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Um, if you have anything you would like to discuss or get in touch with us mm-hmm. or yell at us or correct us mm-hmm. or whatever, we'll probably ignore that. But, yeah, um, I ignore corrections. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I'm right really, all the time. I don't really want to know I'm wrong. <laughs> Quite honestly. We already know 99% of what we say oh, is it, wrong. It is. Okay. Is, we, this is, I mean, this is all, this is all nonsense. This is all by the seat of our pants, guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect any accuracy. Don't listen to anything we're saying. But you can correct us. We'll just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> you can get us on Twitter. At, no, we won't. We're not going to ignore anything no, you no, send us. No, we, we, we love yeah. it when you guys reach out to us. Exactly. You can reach us at Magnum She Wrote on Twitter, mm. and you can get us at magnumsherote at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just uh, lose the at in front of magnumsherote. I didn't say, I meant at as uh-huh. E-T, not at as an A. A-T circle? Yeah. 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 They yeah. know what I was oh, saying. Do they? Do they? Do they? Do they? Do they? This, 
podcast is driving us crazy. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> anyway, love ya. Love ya. Yeah, you, you didn't think I was going to do it, did you? I didn't think so. I know. I That's waiting. why I did it this time.